0: Hi everyone, welcome to your Latina Hermana podcast, a safe space where my 1st year Latina and Latino children can feel heard and supported, a community to empower and break generational cycles. My name is Leslie and I am your host. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today again. I love you guys so much. I just wanted to come here and say thank you for all the support that I've been receiving. I've been getting a lot of messages. Uh, A lot of you have been sharing your stories with me, and I just want to say thank you so much for being vulnerable and opening up to me. I know you don't have to, but the fact that you do and you go out of your way to reach out to me, it just means so much to me. So thank you. And if I haven't replied to your message, don't worry. I will as soon as I can. Just because I've been receiving a lot of them, I like to take my time with each message because I think that all of you are important and you all deserve my undivided attention. So like I said, if I haven't replied back to you, don't worry, I will. And I was even thinking of starting a community. What do you guys think? I'm thinking either a Facebook group community or a Discord community. I'm leaning more towards a Discord. So let me know what you guys think. But anyways, I just want to say thank you so much. I love you guys and let's get into it. Okay, you guys, so in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about our inner child. You know, that little voice deep down that creeps up at times, whether in a positive way or sometimes even when we get triggered, that's our inner voice. Well, and our inner child, that's our inner child's voice. And I just feel like talking about like our inner child, that's just a broad subject. So I will be breaking this episode down in further episodes. I just want to talk about like the overall concept of inner child like what it what is an inner child how do we heal our inner child how do we connect with our inner child and like all the in-betweens i know that part of my healing journey is to heal my inner child And I'll get more into detail later on and throughout this episode, but I just really want to come here today and just talk about our inner child. I know some of you have been reaching out to me with this specific topic, so I wanted to talk about this topic today just because I feel like we can all connect and let me know if you guys connect with this, you know, reach out to me, message me, comment, in other words, just let me know if you guys can resonate with this. I know for the longest time, i felt alone, especially in this whole journey. Sometimes we feel like there's no one there that can understand us, who can support us, who can make us feel seen or heard. And that's why I'm here today to talk about this, to make this conversation more normalized for all of us. And that way we don't feel like a pressure to talk about this or we have to watch how we talk about it. Or, you know, like watch our voice, watch our tone, the words that we say because, you know, it might make other people upset. But in this community, it's unfiltered, right? We're here to have raw, honest conversations about our healing journey and healing our inner child is part of that journey. So don't feel ashamed if you feel a certain way. And I'll dive more into that later on throughout this episode. But I just wanted to remind you that your feelings are valid and you're supposed to feel your emotions like it's okay to feel them. It's okay to feel a certain way. And no one can tell you how you're supposed to feel because only you know how you should feel and own it. So, again, this is just your friendly reminder to own your emotions and be unapologetic about them, okay? So, let's dive right in, okay? So, what is your inner child? How do we describe that? And usually, our inner child is just referring to our childlike part of our unconscious mind. So, basically, we take this inner child. It comes from within, right? This is the child that we grew up with. This is ourselves from the past. And it's, you know, it's the forgiving, free-spirited part of all of us that still feels and experiences life as a child. But as we carry the positive aspects of being a child, like, you know, being creative, being joyous, being innocent, It can also carry the woundings of our past. And these wounds might be caused by abuse, right? It can be physical or emotional or both. It can be from growing up in a broken family or bullying. You may have experienced bullying growing up. And there's so many factors that come into this. So I can't really come here and say it's just one factor that plays into our own wounded inner child or our inner child in general there's a lot of roles and a lot of factors that contribute to that so it's important to recognize those factors and those triggers that play into our wounded inner child and as we talked throughout this episode i will be talking about some of those factors so that way you can recognize some of them part of my healing journey is healing my wounded inner child now i do realize that not everyone may have a wounded inner child And honestly, I wasn't even aware of the term wounded inner child until I recently started doing more research. And, you know, what I found is that like the healthy inner child may seem playful fun childlike and then there's the wounded inner child where our injured or traumatized inner child might face challenges as an adult and I definitely see it within myself particularly when we're triggered by events that bring up memories of our past wounds and most of the times when we go throughout our life without recognizing these terms without being aware of having a wounded inner child, we just go through life blinded. We don't have an idea that we're doing this subconsciously. And, you know, like with me personally, I've done a lot of self-sabotaging growing up and I didn't even realize that these were just triggers. And these were part of my wounded inner child that I was never connected with. I was never in tune with. And growing up, I just lived life thinking, you know, like, why is this happening to me? Or, you know like subconsciously i was attracting energy and people that triggered that inner child in me and it was done subconsciously because you know i was so used to the pain i was so used to the suffering and You know, a lot of times we subconsciously attract what we've been through. And you may wonder, why is it so important to talk to our inner child? Why is it so important to get connected with our inner child? And there's a lot of reasons for that. But mainly because our inner child can influence the type of relations we attract in our life, especially in our adult life. And we can discover some of the reasons behind our current fears, our phobias, our life patterns, especially toxic ones. And when we begin to understand them and see them for what they are, that's when the healing can truly begin. And sometimes we see our inner child as someone else, right? Or someone from our past, but it's best to think of it as a way to visualize our past experiences and feelings. And our inner child is what helped us shape into the person that we are today. And so when we start working on our inner child, our healing, our inner child, healing our wounded inner child, whatever you want to call it, it gets to show us part of the good side of our inner child and we get to heal the traumas that our inner child never got to heal and I think it's gonna do so many wonders to us to our own personal care and I like to think about it as a self-care journey and who doesn't love self-care if you don't love self-care you need to start loving it this year because it's one of the best things for yourself it will bring you peace it will bring you clarity and it'll help you undo a lot of the things that you've been doing, and I'm not saying it can fix your past, obviously not, but it can help you move forward in a healthier way. And a lot of the healing of especially our inner child is gonna come in a form of reparenting ourselves, right? Or giving ourselves the love that we never had as a child. And I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, right? But aside from that, we can also heal through a self-care journey. And honestly, I love self-care. Anything self-care, I'm all for it. Self-improvement, personal development, all that fun stuff, I really love it. So if you're not someone who's into self-care, I suggest you to get on this self-care journey too, because essentially they both go hand in hand and it will better enhance your experience and your journey on this healing process, right? We don't want to just dump ourselves with all this trauma and then do nothing with it. If anything, it's just going to make things worse, but working through it and finding ways to help each other and help us grow and learn, it's eventually going to help us heal. And Healing is a lifelong journey, right? Like I said, it's not linear. It's not something that you're just going to wake up and miraculously be fine the next day. Some days are going to be better than others, but the process is still the same. And I feel like throughout this, we're all in this together. So before we go into the conversation of how we can heal our inner child, I just want to bring out some information that I found online and hopefully what I learned can help you. Of course, always do your own proper research, but this is some things that I've learned and I want to share them with you. So when I was doing like this whole research on the healing journey, healing your inner child, you know, I came across some terms called like inner child work. And then that's where I'm going to go and dive into next about healing our inner child. But I also came across this article that talked about the different types of inner child wounds. And I didn't even know this was a thing. (laughs) Like I said, I'm still learning and whatever I learned, I want to share with you guys. And of course, always do your proper research. But I found that there's different kinds of inner wounds for our inner child. And I'm going to go over all of them. So maybe you're able to resonate with some of these. I know for a fact I resonated for literally almost all of them. And I'm like, bro, just at me at this point because all of them, Spoke to me, and maybe they can speak to you. So the first one that I found was called the guilt wound, and this means that you feel sorry or bad all the time. And this is me. Like if you apologize, <laughs> I remember my boyfriend told me stop apologizing, and I'm like okay sorry, and he's like stop saying sorry, and I'm like okay sorry. <laughs> so this sounds like you. Yeah, you may have guilt wounds, and you also may you know you may not like to ask for things. You use guilt to manipulate, or if you've been used, you know you've been um, manipulated through guilt or you're afraid to set boundaries and you normally attract people who make you feel guilty and this is where I meant where like sometimes we follow these toxic patterns into our adult life because I for one would attract people who would make me feel guilty and I would do this subconsciously right we don't go out there and really be like hey you're gonna make me feel guilty let's get together and I don't mean this just in a relationship wise but friendships any type of relationships that we have in the outside world where we attract our wounds we may be doing that subconsciously, right? We don't ever, i at least my personal experience, I don't really try to do this on purpose, but because I was so used to it and it was so instilled with me that it was, in a sense, normalized, that I attracted that type of energy and shit. Now, by all means, I, I do not want to attract those type of people. I do not want to attract that type of energy. And this is where like the self-work comes into play. But guilt wound is one of the four types of inner child wounds. And like I said, you may feel sorry or bad. You don't like to ask for things. You um, you use guilt to manipulate or, you know, like people may manipulate you using guilt. You're afraid to set boundaries and normally attract people who make you feel guilty. That's one of the types of guilt. Now, the other type of wound would be an abandonment wound. And this is fear of abandonment. You feel left out or you hate being alone You may be codependent in either in a relationship or with your friendships, and you normally attract emotionally unavailable people. And I feel like this may speak to a lot of us, but an abandonment wound may come from, like I said, different factors, and you just have to kind of dig deep into your own life and see, okay, have I felt this as a child? You know, maybe your parents constantly working like myself, right? I came from two immigrant parents and although like I mentioned in my previous podcast episodes that you know my mom was sick but because she was sick she was really emotionally unavailable a lot of the times. My dad was constantly working because he had to you know make make ends meet and I don't blame them for this in particular because I know that they had their struggles as well but I am pointing out that this is something that I did go through and maybe the reason why I may attract emotionally unavailable people or I fear abandonment It's because of my upbringing. So like I said, you want to just dig deep into your own childhood and see where these triggers come from, where these feelings come from, like they stem from somewhere, right? So just dig deep and keep asking yourself why, but why, but why until you find the literal why. And like, I know, like it sounds like so simple, you know, asking yourself why, but trust me, if you really dig deep, you're going to find the answer. Now the third type of wound is the trust wound and trust me you guys like this is at me like straight up just at me because I have the most horrible trust issues that I'm still working on and maybe you're working on them yourself so maybe you're able to resonate with this one the most and with the trust wound it shows symptoms of you're afraid to be hurt, you don't trust yourself, you find ways to not trust other people, you feel insecure, you need lots of external validation and you may not feel safe. So Personally, me, like I said, this is just at me because I was very, I'm to this day still afraid to get hurt. Not as afraid as I used to be, but it came to the point where if you know me personally, I'm just like, fuck this person. Like if they treat me like them, literally the minorest inconvenience. I will cut them off. And I feel like because growing up, I was in constant survival mode. And I think for like, okay, I'm going to give out an example. So Now, this may fit into it. I'll explain as I go with the story. But I remember when my mom passed away, I had friends, right? So I would go to the park with them I'll hang out. And to me, I'm going to just be straight up honest. I feel like it's a bit ignorant for some people to make comments, but it is what it is. And like I said, I'm not going to feel sorry or apologetic for how I feel. And this just goes to show you that you shouldn't feel that way either. So I remember this one time, this one friend was like, oh, hey, you know, and like she didn't really know much about my like my life. So obviously it's normal for people to ask questions. And she's like, oh, like, how's your mom or how's your dad? I never met them. And I'm like, oh, well, my dad's always working. But, you know, my mom passed away when I was young. And like their initial reaction was like, oh, no, like, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, my God. I can't imagine ever losing my mother. And listen, if you've lost someone or you know you're friends with someone who lost someone i think that those can be very hurtful words like i said maybe some people think i'm sensitive or whatever think whatever you want <laughs> like i said um this is just how i felt and i felt very attacked like i feel like because i already knew it and how my mom you know like we know that if you lost a loved one you know how the fuck that shit feels and when people tell you, oh my God, I wouldn't never," I, I would know what to do or, oh my God, I feel so sorry for you. Like those words always triggered me. And I realized that as an adult, when people tell me something like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, I immediately, like my inner child wound gets ass hurt. Okay? I, I literally get butt hurt over it and I immediately shut off. Like I will not talk to you and I will cut you off. And this is something that it took me, what, the longest time to realize that this is something that, you know, like I had an inner inner wound with trust issues. I mean, maybe a little bit different, but like I said, like it's like little responses to that that made me, you know, like have that trigger response. Right. And as I grew older, when someone would tell me like, oh, um, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And, you know, I know some people just mean it respectfully, but that alone, I'll be like, oh, no, this person feels sorry for me. This person is just showing me love and affection because they feel bad for me and I'll be damned if anyone felt bad for me. And you know, that plays with insecurity as well. And that's something that took me the longest time to recognize because like I said, I remember like, for example, I never grew up with love, right? My father, yeah, like sometimes he did show me affection, but it wasn't as consistent to the point where I knew what love was. And I remember when I moved in with my boyfriend, his mom, like she would come over sometimes. she would be like, hola, mija, ¿quieres comer algo? Or, you know, how how was work or how was this? You know, she was just trying to be affectionate with me. And I was just like, nope, she feels sorry for me. I know she just, you know, she just wants to make me feel okay because of my whole situation, but I'm no one for her to feel sorry for. Like, it was just a lot of insecurity of mine. And like I said, like, this plays into it. You know, I was afraid to be hurt because I've been hurt in the past with these words, these comments and other things, right? Right. And I just didn't trust people. I didn't trust them. And I'm like, no, because, you know, like sometimes it, it didn't have a reason for it. and And like, that's what I mean by you got to dig deep as to why. Why do I feel so triggered with these responses? Or what is it about this person that makes me feel, you know, like makes my inner child wound come up? And it can be things like this. So like I said, maybe a little rambled off, maybe it wasn't in touch with the trust wound, but that's just one example that I found myself that I knew that it was my wounded child talking. And so now that I'm older, I'm trying to work to, you know, like not feel this way. And I had a very good friend of mine last year, we became really good friends and we would talk and she just gave me an outside perspective of these things. And I like that because like I said, when you're so in tune with your own bubble and your own world, you don't see outside perspectives. You don't really know, well, you know, maybe I'm overreacting. And I hate using that word. Let me rephrase that. I wasn't overreacting. Well, maybe I was, but it was just a, a response. It was a survival mode response because all my life I felt like people just felt sorry for me. And just something about it made me hate it. Like... I was like, don't feel sorry for me because what is there to be sorry about? I am who I am today because of what happened to me and because of my upbringing. And it took me the longest time to accept that. And to accept that all the time, people have the worst intentions for me. People sometimes just, they just want to help you, but they don't know how. And so when they try to, we come off, or in my example, I come off very survival mode, like aggressive. I shut down and I, I will completely like isolate myself from the situation, from the person, whatever it is. But anyways, I've been rambling on for too long. Let me move on to the next one. The next one would be like the neglect wound. And this is like where you struggle to let things go. You have low self-worth. You get angry easily. You repress your emotions. You fear being vulnerable. And you normally attract people who don't appreciate you or make you feel seen. And again, just at me (laughs) because I think I struggled with all of these things. Um, I struggle to let things go. To this day, I still sometimes hold grudges that don't even matter. And so I'm learning to work on those things because then I reflect, okay, well, what is it about this that made me really upset and why can I let it go? The surface level, it's kind of basic. It's kind of like, well, this person hurt my feelings when they said this, but it's like, okay, well, is it what they said or is it because it triggered something from your past? right? And then it has a whole other emotional attachment to it. And then that's why maybe you struggle to let things go. Now, also having low self-worth. And this was me, honestly, all throughout high school. I never really valued myself. I never valued my opinions. And, you know, it stems from me coming up from a household who didn't make me feel heard, didn't make me feel worth. And, you know, like I said, I'm the first-gen eldest Latina daughter in my Mexican-Hispanic household. And growing up, my father, my stepmother, they always expected me to be cleaning, to be cooking, right? X, Y, and Z. But I was never, I never felt appreciated for it. I felt like I was only valued for what I brought. And if I didn't provide anything, then I was worth nothing. And like I said, this plays into being neglected, right? I, I was in love. I, I didn't have much affection growing up. And that's a form of neglect. And when we grow older and as an adult, I struggle, Like I said, with these things and with the neglect wound subject in general, like, for example, the get angry easily, that is something that's very common within myself because growing up, I never had the ability to fully express my emotions. And if I did, they would get shut down. So therefore, as an adult, I tend to repress my emotions. And I know that I'm not a Latino man, so I can't speak for men in general, but from my own personal experience and what I've seen growing up with my brothers, with my male cousins, my partner and his brother, and just Latino men in general. And like I said, I'm not speaking for everyone, but from the people that I know, I know that growing up in a Hispanic Latino household, a lot of the times men don't get to express their emotions. Growing up, they tell you things like, oh, it is un hombre, los hombres no lloran, o los hombres son fuertes, ellos tienen que llorar, los, para llorar son para las mujeres, para ser emocional son para las mujeres. And I know sometimes people tell me that, like, oh, you can't speak for Latino man in general, or you can't, um, I remember I, I saw this thing where someone was like, oh, she's stereotyping Latino households because she's saying things like, oh, well, you know how Mexican households can be. And yeah, you damn right. I know how Mexican households can be. And if you're listening, you probably know, you know, the reasons as well. So I'm not going to come here and be apologetic or watch how I talk or watch what I say so you don't get your feelings hurt. I'm just saying from my own personal experience, I see it more than I don't. And by recognizing these type of wounds, recognizing these triggers, we're able to break these cycles, break these generational traumas that have stemmed from my parents and those have stemmed from their parents and so on and so forth. And that is why it's called generational trauma because it's passed down from one generation to another. But guess what? That shit ends with us. So now that I covered the four types of inner child wounds, I'm going to dive into other things that you guys can look for, such as common indicators of unresolved trauma with the inner child. And like I mentioned earlier, This is research that I found online. As always, make sure to do your own proper, adequate research and inform yourself as much as you can to these topics. Like I said, I am here to learn and grow with you. So everything that I find, I'm going to share with you if it's useful. So I feel like this is useful because you can find these triggers and see if you fit into any of these. For example, some common indicators of unresolved trauma with the inner child can be any form of addiction, whether it's overeating alcoholism sex drugs consumerism gambling and workaholics there's always a need to always be in control the lack of trust in life and in people the never enough syndrome oh this is a good one or narcissistic personality disorder ongoing need to be admired and validated by others fears of abandonment difficulty and confusion knowing what you want or how you feel me <laughs> fear of trying something new Difficulty setting boundaries or having a hard time saying no, which this can come off as people pleasing tendencies as well. Fear of anger, difficulty expressing your emotions, like I said, just at me at this point, paranoia and disruptive thought patterns, inability to differentiate between facts and assumptions, getting triggered and defensive, like I said, at me. Misinterpreting and seeing the world through the lens of your inner child wounds or insecurities, which causes you to become emotionally violent and ungrounded in your thinking. There's a people pleaser syndrome, anxiety in social interactions, overly competitive, the need to have things your way or else you will quit, the fear of making mistakes, feeling guilty if you don't conform to your parents' ideals. Now, this is a big one, too. The lack of healthy discipline, procrastination, inability to focus and finish tasks. So like I said, if any of these things feel like you, you may have unresolved trauma with the inner child. Like I said, this all speaks to me. Um, I want to say like eight or nine out of ten. This is mostly me. And these are things that I I like to depict and just go over one by one and see what type of triggers cause this emotion or cause me to be this certain way. And I truly feel that it's so important for us to recognize these patterns, to recognize the types of inner child wounds and indicators that we may see in ourselves or our inner child, because then we're able to then depict them and go about the healing journey. And before we even go about the healing journey, we want to identify if you need to do inner child work. So if you're able to relate to any of that, I personally believe that you do need to do inner child work and you may find it useful if you experience trauma during your childhood, if you find yourself falling into toxic patterns, behaviors and even relationships, or if you struggle to tap into your emotions or connect with others. These may be a sign that you need to do inner child work. Now we're going to get to the fun part. I like to think of healing and the healing journey and healing your inner child as a self-care journey because it is. It's a self-care journey. And like I said, I love me some self-care. So if you don't love it. Trust me, you're going to end up loving it because it just makes you feel good overall. It helps you heal your inner wounds. And I think that's so beautiful that sometimes we can look at our younger selves and be like, I got you. I got you now. And you are not alone. And I'm here and I'm here to resolve all the issues that we had to deal with back then. And we didn't know how to figure it out. But now we do. Now we have the tools to figure it out. It's not always going to be pretty, but it's so worth it. And essentially, your inner child work is about becoming your own parent. And it's about treating yourself gently, chugging in with your thoughts, feelings, and needs, and healing any pain you experience as a child. And I just want to come here and just give you a big hug. So just imagine me giving you a big hug right now, not only for you, but for the younger you and for my younger self. Honestly, you guys, I gave myself my first hug last week, Literally. (laughs) And I know it sounds funny, but you just have to give yourself that love because, yeah, we can seek it from other people, but who's really going to love us more than we love ourselves? That's something to ponder on. And like I mentioned, this healing journey is not linear. One day you can feel your best, the other day you can feel at your worst. And it's because you're getting in tune with your inner self and your inner wounds. And those wounds can be very painful. And maybe you're someone who hasn't even opened up to your inner child. So... You're even like, what the fuck is this? And it can hurt so much in the beginning. And that's so normal. So like I mentioned earlier, don't feel like you have to seek validation from other people for you to feel the way you do. I know sometimes I get comments and messages. Well, not messages, just comments like, oh, well, um, can you not talk about toxic Hispanic households? Because I hear so much negativity on it. And, you know, our parents sacrificed so much. And I'm like, honestly, I can't speak on things that I personally have not experienced. And I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I'm here to keep it honest with you. Like, I'm not here to say I had a good childhood because I didn't. So I can't speak on having a good childhood. I can speak on the good moments, of course. But to come here and say, yeah, besides all the bullshit, I had a good upbringing because I didn't. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not grateful but that doesn't mean I'm going to invalidate my own feelings to make someone else feel comfortable. So you shouldn't do the same. If someone says, you, well, you shouldn't feel this way because they're still your parents. Well, you shouldn't be angry or you shouldn't be sad because it happened a long time ago. If your inner child is still wounded, fuck what anybody else got to think because no one experienced what you experienced. And that's a fucking fact. So like I said, be unapologetic on how you feel. And if you're surrounded by the right people they're not going to make you feel that way. And I speak with this with so much passion because for the longest time, I've always had people shut me down. People saying, well, you shouldn't hold on to that. You shouldn't feel this. You shouldn't feel that. You should be grateful for this. You should be grateful for that. And it's like, I am grateful, but that doesn't mean I get to invalidate my feelings. Your feelings are valid, period. So Now we're going to dive in to some tips on helping you heal the wounded inner child. And like I said, this starts with connecting with your inner child. And if you're someone who's never connected with your inner child, this may be painful at first and maybe throughout the journey. But it's so important to get in tune with the person that you once were. And one of the greatest ways of doing that is by getting a photo of your younger self. And I love this idea. I remember I saw this trend going around on TikTok as well, like a year ago. And they just grabbed a photo of their younger self. And it's like, well, would you talk to your younger self the way you talk about yourself now? And that's a really good question because we can be our hardest critics. We can be our worst critics sometimes. And I think by us looking at our younger selves and looking at a picture... It changes the perspective physically, and that can make all the difference. And with this, you can also serve as a reminder to pay more attention to your inner voice. Could you cultivate more loving and nurturing thoughts towards yourself? Ask yourself these questions because I know for the most part, you can. You do it for others, so do it for yourself as well. Another way to get more in tune with your inner child is to do things that you enjoy doing as a child. And you can do them now as an adult. It can be a sport. It can be an activity. It can be coloring. I don't know. Just find what you did as a child and try to do them now as an adult. And don't care about looking funny or stupid or anything like that. Like, you're doing this for yourself. So leave all that outside noise literally outside. Don't pay mind to it. I know it's easier said than done. When you go more in tune with this healing journey and this self-care journey, You're going to start caring less about what others think about you. And you're going to start cultivating an environment that your inner child is going to love. From my own experience, I think mine is a little different. Maybe first gens can relate to this. Now, I do say the term first gen or first gen Latina or Latina daughters. Now, if you're not a Latina and you're a Latino... Or if you're a child of American parents or not, or if you're an eldest child, a middle child, or the youngest, I simply use the term first gen eldest daughter because I am a first gen eldest daughter. And I feel like first gen eldest daughters can relate more to this. But if you're not within those, you know, technical terms and you can still relate to this, just know that your feelings are valid. I usually just use these terms because that's what describes me and the community that I have. But you're also part of this community, whether you're a Latina, you're a Latino, you're the eldest, the youngest, the middle, whatever it is that you are. But you're able to relate to at least the principles of the topics that I talk about. You are included. You are welcomed. Don't feel that you're invalidated because I'm not using the terms that you use. I'm just using them because, like I said, this is what describes me. But you're more than welcome. So, like I said, we can all connect to this through our principles and through our experiences, not more so through the titles. But if you can relate with the titles, then by all means, relate to the titles. So as I mentioned, just be more in tune with your inner child. You can do this by doing activities that you used to love as a child. Me, for one, though, it's a bit different. And like I said, if you can relate to this, please let me know. Let me know if you're able to relate to this. I grew up, you know, as the eldest and I had a lot of responsibility as a child, so honestly, I don't know what a normal childhood is like. I don't know how to be a child at heart because as a child, I had adult responsibilities and I never really had much time to be out with my friends. Yes, I mentioned that I would be at the park, but after that, like like I said, after my mom passed away and um, like all my life changed, I had to be the adult and I had to focus on cleaning and cooking and translating for my parents and you know, like just doing all these adult things while my friends were at the park playing or we having sleepovers or we're out shopping like I never had the chance to explore that. So sometimes if you want to go to the mall, I'm in and out like I'm like, nope, I got to go do this. I got to do this after. And my wife is like, relax. Or my friends would be like, yo, relax. Like Let's just take the day to hang out to relax and just chill. And, you know, my friends can be goofy and funny. And I'm just there like, "Mm -hmm -hmm," because I don't really know how to act in these situations. It's so hard for me to just be fun or have fun. Like, I'm just very uptight most of the time. So that's something that I'm learning now. I'm learning to kind of be a little bit more loose, to just not make this my personality. And that's something that I wanted to talk on because I was scrolling through Instagram one day and there was someone who said, remind you to not make academia your whole personality and at first I was like oh my god like I've been making this shit my personality my whole life and you know like yeah it's cool to talk about this it's fun to have a community where we can engage in these conversations but that's why I feel like it's important to have a community like this because then when I talk to my outside friends about this they're kind of just they're like kind of like a buzzkill and I'm not saying this all the time because I love my friends my friends love me but I know I can be a buzzkill sometimes because I'm like too uptight, too responsible, too this, too that. And like I said, that's why sometimes I feel like I don't belong, but my friends accept me and I appreciate them for, you know, loving me for who I am. But part of me healing is also learning to have more fun, to be more lenient and to not be so uptight all the time. So if you're someone like me, maybe, you know, going out for not even drinks, but just doing fun things, running, I don't know, run like a child. I know for the longest time I never ran. And one day I was at the parking guys and I was like, let me just run. Like just run. You know how kids just get burst of energy out of nowhere and run? Like those are little things that I do that kind of fill my inner child. Because like I said, I never really had a childhood. So I don't know you know, the standards of it, but you know, I tried that. I'm going to try coloring. I've been doing little things like this and they seem minor to, you know, like I said, to other people, but to me, it means the whole world. So like I said, just do whatever your inner child likes to do. And that, and that means connecting and getting in tune with your inner child. So like I said, things like having a photo of yourself, doing activities that you used to love doing as a child. Another thing that I saw online that I think is very helpful and powerful is to write a letter to your inner child. And this is something that I personally haven't done, but I'm very curious to do. I think this is a very insightful way to get in tune with your inner child. And this is something that I found online. So I'm gonna read to you what this article has to say about writing a letter to your inner child. And it goes like this. Love and acknowledge this part of yourself, your inner child within, in the form of writing. Express the intention to do your best in order to heal his or her wounds. Allow yourself to grieve feel anger or any other emotion that may arise when reconnecting with your painful childhood memories. Children are sometimes shamed for crying or being angry. This blocks the energy in the body. Sadness is an energy that can allow us to heal. Anger can allow us to understand when our boundaries have been violated. Every emotion is valid and has its purpose. In order to reconnect with our inner child, we need to re-experience emotions that we suppress. And wow, you guys, that is so powerful. And then I found this little cute picture of like just a really small letter. And I think I'm going to start implementing this. So maybe you should too. Hopefully it helps you. And let me know if it does. So it goes like this. Dear little me, you took on so much that was not yours to carry. We can set it down now whenever you are ready. Love me. not me about to cry but do you see the impact of these words that we use now like this is so powerful you guys so I hope that you guys take some of these tips and implement it onto your healing journey another thing that I saw was get your wounded inner child needs met as an adult in a healthy way and this can be done in several ways but one of the most powerful tactics that I think would help us is having a support group. And through this platform, we're able to connect and relate to our inner child, our wounded inner child, our experiences, our struggles. And that's why I want to emphasize a little bit more on the community group. I know that you guys can talk to me, but little do you know there's so many of you that can relate to this. So I really want to take my time and energy to create a community where we can all empower and communicate So like I mentioned, let me know. Do you guys want a Discord community or do you guys prefer like a Facebook group community? Whatever you guys lean for more is what I'll end up doing. But I think this is so powerful and I feel like this is such an exciting new journey. So like I said, let me know. Do you guys want a Discord community or a Facebook group community? Because we're going to heal together. So like I mentioned, one of the healthiest ways is to have a supportive group of friends who accept you for who you are. And you're able to release those emotions or those feelings or you can talk to them without feeling judged. Another way is to be more attuned with your emotions. And this can come out like let's say, for example, you suddenly find yourself getting triggered or having strong judgments towards something. Pay close attention to yourself, especially to those triggers and the areas where you have those strong judgments and ask yourself, What is it in this person that I judge? Or could it be that I judge the same aspect within myself? Or what is it about this particular topic or this particular, you know, phrase that they said that really hurt me or really triggered me and figure out why? Like I said, just dig deep into your why. And by listening deep into your why, you're able to listen to your inner self and care for your inner self because you're able to know your inner child's needs And another tactical thing that you can do is practice meditation. Meditation was something that I learned last year when I started going on my health journey as well. You can meditate when you feel stressed or when you're burning out or you feel frustrated. By meditating, you're able to calm down and get in control of your feelings and your emotions. You can also try journaling. Having a journal with you, a diary, whatever you want to call it, or you want to start an anonymous blog Or just a private blog where only you can see what you write, but letting it out that way can help you feel better. Do that. Ways to release your emotions without, you know, going into toxic tendencies. And one of the biggest things to do as well is to embrace and accept what happened. Sometimes we carry those wounds and those pain marks with us. And sometimes the best thing to do is to let it go. But you can't let it go unless you've accepted what happened. So like I said this takes inner work and like I said it's not like it's a quick fix from one day to another but take it one wound at a time. You can also practice affirmations, affirmations to your younger self and read them every day. Like I said I feel like the picture is very powerful so even having like a little picture of yourself and writing affirmations or writing a letter to your younger self with your picture in front of you, I feel like that's more impactful because you get to really visualize your younger self. And also Be open, be open about your struggles, be open about things that you've endured. And like I said, that's why I really want to build this community so you have a safe space to do so. But you can be open about it in your journal, with your supportive friends, with me, with this group. And as I mentioned before, you can also just do things that your inner child never got to do or things that you love to do as a child. Do them now as an adult, do them, do them with friends or do it by yourself, but have fun with it. And before I end this episode, I just want to end it with a very powerful quote that I read and I want to share with you guys because honestly, it was just, it's like the icing on top of the cake and it goes like this. With practice, we can see that our wounded inner child is not only us. Our wounded inner child may represent several generations. Our mother may have suffered throughout her life. Our father may have suffered Perhaps our parents weren't able to look after the wounded inner child in themselves. So when we're embracing the wounded inner child in us, we are embracing all the wounded inner children in our past generations. This practice is not a practice for ourselves alone, but for numberless generations of ancestors and descendants. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to hear this episode. If you were able to relate to this or if this was helpful to you, please let me know. You guys can message me. Leave me a comment, rate, subscribe. Please send this to someone who you think may need this. Thank you guys for all the love and I can't wait to see you on my next episode. Remember that you are cared for, you are loved, and you are supported. I hear you and I see you and I love you so, so much. Here's to breaking generational cycles together.